Drive Time on RT Radio 1, sponsored by Zurich. Protect your family's future with life cover from Zurich. Talk to a financial broker to find out more. Now, the government confirmed today that a referendum on gender equality, family and care will be held later this year. Proposals for amendments to Articles 40 and 41 of the Constitution are to be published by the end of June. They include the constitutional protection of the family, a woman's place within the home and equality in law for all citizens. Well, we're joined now by Fianna Fáil Senator Lisa Chambers, who's a member of the Joint Rockless Committee on Gender Equality, and by Karen Kiernan, who's CEO of One Family. And you're both very welcome this evening to the programme. Um, Lisa, I might start with yourself and the Citizens' Assembly on Gender Equality recommended a referendum on this. Uh, can you tell us why you feel a referendum is needed? Yeah, hi Sarah and hi Karen. Um, so yeah, the Citizens' Assembly, uh, under the work of Catherine Day, uh, published uh, 45 recommendations in terms of changes uh, to the Constitution and other aspects around um, equality and a woman's place in the home. We consider that as an Oireachtas Committee under the chair of Ivana Batchik and we've reported now to government. So it, it's great. I'm delighted to see that the government have committed to a referendum and they've set out a timeline in terms of the wording. We expect to see that around June and we're looking at a referendum then in November. Um, the referendum, I suppose, in the run-up to having the referendum, there are a number of things that need to be considered. Uh, there will be an interdepartmental group uh, this month set up to agree proposals that will go to the people and they will consider things uh, like do we need enabling legislation uh, to be published alongside the referendum question? Uh, will we have an omnibus referendum or will there be two or three referenda? Uh, and how will these, uh, this proposed constitutional change, how might it be interpreted in terms of the courts and what the implications might be for the state? So there is quite a lot to consider mm. and a relatively tight timeline actually to do all of that work. So uh, you asked a question, why do I think it's needed? You know, the, the, the constitution, which is you know a fantastic document and something I think that every Irish citizen is really proud of, uh, Bunrick and Hare and from 1937. So, you know, it, it's of its time and understandably there are, are elements in the Constitution that today just don't read right and don't reflect the modern Irish society that we now live in. Um, there's been particular issues for quite some time now in terms of the reference to a woman's place in the home, which kind of really kick-started this debate and also a reference to uh, the family as the, the, the primary and fundamental unit group in society, but it being based on marriage. And as we know, families come in all different shapes and sizes, all equally important in terms of Irish society and Irish life and I think it's important that now today in a modern Ireland that our constitution reflects that. So for those reasons I think that it is needed um, and okay, we have a lot of work to, to, to do to getting to ask that question I'm now I'm going to go to in, Karen in on, the, um, on, on that aspect of the family um, and Karen under those proposed changes caring uh, first of all will be re- recognised and valued within the constitution uh, the reference to women will be changed and, and then we also have this change to family would, would you welcome all that? I know we're, we're speaking a bit of a vacuum because vacuum, we don't know exactly what the changes are going to be, but, but the plan is to change them. Yeah, and we do have the proposed wording from the committee that um, Lisa served on. So we do have some sense of it. I mean, one family has been campaigning since we were set up in 1972 as Cherish for the Constitution to recognise all families. And it's of huge importance to our founders who are elderly and to many of the mothers and children who were treated so appallingly by the state. So at a symbolic level, this is really important. Um, But even the conversation around carers just really became acutely important during COVID. And we realised how much we rely on paid and unpaid carers. And really that they haven't been given the recognition or the cared for have not been given the voice and recognition that they deserve. So I suppose there's a great opportunity now to move forward and to have these discussions and to have this referendum to update the the constitution as it needs to be. 
Lisa, if we look at this idea then of a gender-neutral replacement that would give recognition to the value of care in the home rather than saying a woman's place in, in, in that care, um, do you think that could open up a legal route in recognising carers that carers would seek to seek supports from the state? Uh, obviously that that's possible and that is I suppose one of the things that this interdepartmental group will consider in preparing for the referendum that we hope to have in November is you know if the if the proposed constitutional change is agreed to by Irish citizens uh, how might that be interpreted to the courts and what implications might then flow from that for for the state um so I'm I'm not sure that it that it will do that um you know as it stands there's a reference to a woman's place in the home that doesn't provide any uh, uh, specific entitlements to to women that stay at home and care for children or, or parents or uh, pro- provide caring responsibilities. So it doesn't happen currently. So I'm I'm not convinced that it will happen if we do change the wording. But of course, it's impossible to say because as with any constitutional amendment, we'd have a new provision in the constitution that will not have been tested in the courts. And it is open, of course, to any citizen to, to test that through the court system. So we just we, we can't say for definite, but I, I don't think that it will. Um, Article 41.2 says that mothers shall not be obliged by economic necessity to engage in labour to the neglect of their duties in the home. The Theatrically of Raqqa referred to this as an outmoded reference and I could see why he would refer to it as an outmoded Mm. reference. But the... um the sentiment of it, I think maybe a lot of people might agree with the idea that at least a parent shouldn't be obliged, one parent by economic necessity, to work outside the home in neglect of perhaps minding their children. Yeah, and I would absolutely agree with that. And I would consider myself to be, you know, quite quite, quite liberal. And, you know, I'm a working mom myself. But I do think that, you know, society today does put a lot of pressure on families that both parents have to work because it's nearly impossible to get a mortgage if you don't. Mm. The bills are significant. And I do think that if families had an option financially that they could have a parent stay at home, mum or dad, I think many more families would choose that option if it was a realistic and viable option for them. So I think that's, that's a that's a debate to be had in itself. Um, you know, have we constructed society in a way that's actually of benefit to to all families the way that we have it? And Although I suppose having that article as it is in the constitution at the moment, that mothers shouldn't be obliged by economic necessity to work, hasn't done anything for mothers who are obliged by economic necessity to work. The constitution no, I mean, hasn't it's protected been, women from that. Absolutely not. And, you know, I, I think on reading that particular article 41.2, I think we could all agree that it, the language doesn't really suit today's Ireland. And there is a need to change that but you know it's coming from a time I think we, we shouldn't judge the constitution too harshly it's, it's of its time 1937 we shouldn't be judging it by today's standards but acknowledging that it does need updating um, you know initially when we discussed this there was calls just to remove that article completely but it has evolved the, the debate has evolved since to, to replace it to still acknowledge the care that happens in the home and in other settings as a really important and valuable aspect to Irish society and I do hope that in time that prompts us to reconsider how we value that care that provided in ho- at home okay. uh, so, and in so different keep settings. the sentiment even if the practical implementation of it um, isn't obvious really and because that happens within the constitution doesn't it Karen you can see it throughout that there's there's you know aspirations I suppose as to what we want our country to be like that aren't necessarily reflected in the reality of what our country is like so do you think these proposed changes for example to the new definition of family will have any practical implications to people's lives? They may have, because there are some areas where unmarried or one-parent families can be discriminated against, and this may assist with that. Um, 
However, the primary purpose, I suppose, is symbolic reparation and a symbolic recognition that families come in all shapes and sizes. And they, it's the non-marital family, but it's also foster families. I mean, families are about love and work. They're not necessarily, as many of us know, about uh, biological links or legal links. It really is the work of families that's important and the, the love and care relationships. So that is the piece that's really important to think about and to say, well, can we include other types of families? It's not taking anything away from marital families. It's mm. saying, well, can we also give rights and protection to those families and those relationships that are really important? Because if you think about it, if a, if a woman who's not married has a child tomorrow, their family is not a legal, is not a constitutional family. And many, many people do not realise that. So, yeah. you know, I've so also that's, seen, that's um, quite something. I've seen some discussion that this could or would give a uh, new rights to unmarried fathers in particular, who many people believe just are not recognised anywhere. Well, it it could do. It's 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 hard to understand what may or may not happen. I've heard, seen different opinions on that, so I suppose that will be interesting to unpack. But certainly, um, non-marital fathers are treated differently to non-marital mothers, and there's reasons for that, um, and that can be looked at. Um, so there's actually legislative differences already. So whether mm. the, the the constitutional change will assist, we'll have to see because, um, you know, what is a family? Um, you know, so we, we, we have to look at that and make sure that it is inclusive um, and whether it gives many practical rights, we don't know yet. I think the government would prefer that there aren't costs attached to this um, in terms of any changes. Uh, but we'll have to see what the exact wording is and then what okay. people vote for and hopefully to continue the good work done so that we can have this conversation and recognise the work of carers cared for and families. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Lisa, we do have a text uh, from, from one listener saying Modern Ireland doesn't recognise the right to housing. Maybe that's a more important issue than this particular right at the moment. Uh, that there is something to that, isn't there, given the, the discussion about how little practical difference perhaps um, a lot of these changes might make. A right to housing referendum could make practical differences, could it? Well, I think a right to housing referendum will be, I think, very welcome and I, I'd like to see that happen. Um, you know, I think whilst there may be suggestions that changes to the constitution are somewhat symbolic, they are still important. I mean, it's our it's the most important document that we have in the state. Everything flows from it. All of our laws der- are derived from it. So it is an important document to keep updated. Um, so whilst the impact might not be obvious initially, I still think it's an, a worthwhile exercise that we, we should go through as a country. You mentioned it might be sort of an omnibus referendum. Is there anything else that you'd like to see on, on the day. Uh, there is talk of potentially having a referendum on keeping water services and public ownership. So there's a little bit to be worked through. Obviously, there's a cost to running a referendum. So if there are other questions that we want to ask our citizens in terms of changes to our constitution, it would be wise to ask those questions on a day that we're having a vote. Mm. Um, it just makes it makes sense. So that is being considered and will be considered by the inter- interdepartmental group as well. And recommendations will come then from from government. So it we won't know uh, just yet, but that is being considered. And do you think a right to housing referendum? Is, is likely or do you think that should or I, could happen on, on the same day? I don't think it'll happen on the same day and it might be too much in the one day. Um, it's possible and that will be a matter for the Minister for Housing and the government. I don't see that happening on this occasion would be my own view on it. Thank you both very much for joining us. That's Fianna Fáil Centre, Lisa Chambers and Karen Kiernan, CEO of One Family.